in the Torah and Parshat Bahalotcha in uh, Numbers, a, a small amount of people come to Moshe and say, when last month when it was Pesach time and it was time to bring the, the Paschal offering, we couldn't bring it because we were impure. There's all of these laws about purity and impurity and if you're impure for various reasons you can't bring the paschal offering. Why were they impure? They were impure uh, there's different opinions but most people say because they had contact with death. Carrying Yosef's coffin or they were the ones that dealt with Nada the Mevihu that died on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. These are two opinions and it could be both of them together right, right. right? but when you're impure from death, there's a seven-day um, purification process. And it could have been they just didn't have enough time to do it and finish it before bringing the Korban Pesach. So they say to Moshe, like, we really wanted to bring it. It's not fair that because we were doing something for the, really for the community. We were doing a mitzvah. So Moshe does what a good leader does in cases that you don't know he says I don't know and he did something else that not everyone can do he said I'll go ask God <laughs> not, not everyone's on that level but he said I'll, I'll ask God but he, w- he was honest and humble he didn't try to fake an answer he said, I'll ask God and God says they have a good point so therefore if someone is impure or they're too far away let's say they started out from Babylonia to make it to the temple by Pesach and they got caught up in Jordan right they, they, they just didn't make it in time and they get to the temple two days later and the Torah says that they're, if you're impure or too far away then you have a second chance exactly one month after not Pesach if you look in a calendar, Pesach is the 15th of Nisan. Today is the 14th of Iyar. On the 14th of Nisan is when we bring the carbon Pesach, the Paschal offering, and then that night is, is Pesach. So this is exactly a month from Erev Pesach, when we bring the carbon Pesach. So what we learn from this are some amazing things. First of all, not only in this instant, but there's only a handful of instances that we see in the Torah that on people's initiative, a mitzvah was added. And this is a very important idea. The idea is they wanted to bring the Korban Pesach so much, it was like God is saying, if there's a will, we'll make a way. And therefore, the Torah reveals a whole new mitzvah that at least from our superficial understanding would not have been introduced had the people not come forward and said we really want to bring this there's got to be a way for us so in other words God answered we'll make a way so that's a very important thing as far as applying to our own lives we, we get another chance so in Hasidut Pesach Sheni is like a big deal it's like a big deal a lot of yeshivot I just uh right before I come here I learn with my son once a week and his yeshiva they had, they had a whole feast a special speaker come in because Pesach Sheni even though a lot of people don't 
celebrate it, but the two ideas that if you really want something, a way will be made and we get another chance. So that's a little bit about Pechosini. And one additional thing is that it's Rebbe Mayer's year site today. The Mishnah for 1,500 years, the oral tradition was exactly that, oral. Nothing was written down. Everything was oral. 1,500 years. That's a long time. After the uh, Second Temple was destroyed and after the Bar Kokhba rebellion failed, uh, the Jewish presence in Israel was so weakened and there were more people in the diaspora that he saw that if we don't at least start to write something down, the entire <coughs> old tradition will be in danger. So in the Mishnah, many of the Mishnahs say something, and they say, this is, these are the words of Rabbi Yehuda, or Hillel, or Shammai, or Rabbi Eliezer, or Rabbi Yossi. But many, many, many Mishnahs don't say who is saying the Mishnah. It's called a Stam Mishnah, an anonymous Mishnah. But we have the tradition that any anonymous Mishnah is Rabbi Meir. So that's how important Rabbi Meir was. His yurt site is today. He's very near uh, Tiberia. Uh, maybe some of you actually stopped at his, his cover right on um, uh, Yom Kinneret. Beautiful building around it. He's called uh, Rabbi Meir Balanes because he did many, many miracles in his day, in addition to being a, a great sage and uh, a legal authority. He also did many miracles. He's called Rabbi Meir, the master of miracles. So his yurt site is today. So that's a little bit why we have matzah here. And like I said, we have the opportunity to fulfill what we say in the four questions of the Haggadah. Chametz matzah. Says the whole year we can eat chametz matzah. Halayla kulo matzah. So today we can have matzah and hummus. You know, I love matzah. I just feel that it's it's so identified with Pesach. I, I just can't see eating it at other times, even though I really like it. Other people I've heard eat every week some matzah, so that the feeling of Pesach goes with us the whole year. So you say, like, so which is the better custom? We say, Elu ve'elu, divrei Elohim chayim. Both of these are words of the living God. And both of them make real sense. Why we won't eat the whole year? Why we, we would eat it almost every day? We, we mentioned coming out of Egypt every day. So there's an idea. We should eat matzah every day. But even if you don't, at least, at least today, have made some matzah.